Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to episode 179 of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor at Purdue University here in West Lafayette, Indiana. We talk about, read about, write about, dream about, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. Yay! Yay! I am joined tonight for this 179th episode by two of our NYMG regulars, Jordan Lukomsky and Alicia Karabinas. How y'all doing tonight? Good. I am the great salt flats. You <laughs> are the great salt flats. So I'm, I'm, we're going to go with you next because you might take up a little extra time. Jordan, tell us who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently a master's student at Purdue University studying representation in games, and I'm also in the computer graphics department where I work on making environments for games. By the way, can I tell you that my kid is so happy that people like you exist? Because she was like, you know what, until I met Jordan, I didn't know that I could really do video games because I hate drawing like backgrounds and stuff. But now that I know other people draw that, I think I can do this. <laughs> oh, that's great. That means a lot. <laughs> and Alicia Carabinas, also known as the Great Salt Flats. Who are you, darling? Um, I am a salt mine made of salt. Uh, we'll talk about that later, though. I am a PhD candidate. Candidate. Still fun to say. At Purdue University, studying rhetoric and composition, which is really just a cover for game studies for me. Sweet. All right, so we will start with our usual, what you playing, what you reading, and our most important question of the evening, what you drinking? Mm. Uh, Before we get into our subject, topic of the week, this week we're talking about indie games, y'all. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about indie games is the main part. We're going to talk about other games, too. And I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the great salt flats for a while tonight too. Oh boy! <laughs> but not too salty. Not, well, yes, I am gonna be extra salty, but not for too long. How's that? So, um, Jordan, what you playing, darling? I am playing mostly two games. One is Dead by Daylight because it was free on PlayStation Network, and the other one is. 
Oh, I just bought it on Steam. The one we were just talking about. I can't believe I forget the name of it. Forgotten Anne. <laughs> Forgotten Anne. That's it. Gotcha. So those are the those are the main two ones. Sweet. Uh, Alicia, what about you, darling? What are you playing? Um. Well. <laughs> I'm scared to ask. <laughs> uh, we'll start with the the happy thing. Uh, I've been playing Anodyne, which came out on the Xbox on the 21st. Uh, and is like a little Zelda clone, but uh, my husband keeps calling it uh, Fallout or the Legend of Fallout because it's like it looks all kind of futuristic and and post-apocalyptic when you're out like on the road and stuff. And then you there's a bunch of different environments. It's really interesting, um, but it it really scratches that that very old school itch of like I need a gamepad in my hand and you know I'm I'm moving around and trying to figure out the patterns of the bosses and the dungeons are like kind of like roguelikes in that when you die you go all the way back to your save and you have to redo a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. um, so it's all about suffering which I love um, <laughs> but it, it has it has some issues too which I think we'll probably talk about um, tonight as part of the topic of the week so I'll save that uh, I also just wrapped the Mafia World Championships it ended at the time of this recording about 15 minutes ago and I am going to go cut off some toes of people after this is over because everyone is terrible. Everything is awful. Um, from which you can extrapolate that my team lost. Oh, yeah, well. It was fun, though. It was really fun. Um, I don't know why, honestly, that I play Mafia because, like, my blood pressure is <laughs> extreme for, like, three weeks straight when I play a game, and I'm, I hate everybody, I want everyone to die all the time, and then the game's over, and I'm like, oh, that was fun, let's do it again! Uh, so, I don't know, I think I just really am uh, a masochist. Surprise, surprise? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I've been doing. Sweet. Oh, and I've still been playing Donut County, I talked about that on the last podcast, um, and it is super fun and super cute. So I really recommend if you just want a little something for your phone, especially, and you want to drop everything in a hole, um, pick that one up. <laughs> Do you mean like drop everything in a hole as in stop what you're doing or like in the game you actually just drop stuff in a hole? It's, it's like a reverse Katamari. Instead of rolling things up, you're dropping everything in a hole that gets increasingly bigger. Ah. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> well, let's see. I guess it's my turn. Uh, what have I been playing? So, I've been playing some stuff. I've been playing Anodyne, um, which is, like you said, it is like the, the Zelda clone. Um, and when I first saw this game, I was like, oh my God, Alicia will love this game. Um, <laughs> because Alicia and I always fight because she, she swears that um, first Zelda, best Zelda. First Zelda, best Zelda, and I beg to differ. That's just because you're wrong. I'm not <laughs> wrong. You're wrong. I'm never wrong about first Zelda, best Zelda. <sighs> Whatever. I still think you're wrong. All right. So it's been a big indie game week for me. Um, so I did play Anodyne. Um, I've also I also played. Oh my gosh, the cutest. Okay, so Artifacts Monday. Um, they make the, the hidden object games 
the ones that are really like super uh, in depth and have these like real adult stories. So there'll be like murder mysteries and um, like all kinds of like uh, suspense stories and stuff like that. So I love those because I love those puzzle games, right? They came out with a new game called um, My Brother Rabbit, which is a point and click adventure slash hidden object game. And it is super adorable. Um, and it, it was also a lot of fun to play. Um, and I will talk about that more in a little bit. It's been a big indie game week for me. And the other thing that I played was y'all know, I got a thing about farming simulators and anything that allows me to mine. So there was a new game came out called fossil, called fossil hunters where you, of course, you know, you're a character with like a pickaxe and they put you in playing archeologist to look for dinosaur fossils uh, in, um, in caves. So that too was right up my alley. I needed all these happy spots in my life this last couple of weeks because I also been playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> and I got some opinions about Shadow of the Tomb Raider that I'm not going to get into in great depth right now because Shadow of the Tomb Raider is deserving of his own full episode. So we're going to have to get some peoples on oh to talk with me about this. Because, so if anybody remembers back to when the first Tomb Raider, the first in the Tomb Raider reboot series, I, I'm not going to get too spoilery, y'all. Um, I'm just going to give general <clears throat> reactions and then we'll get spoilery AF in uh the in the in the episode so if you remember back the first tomb raider came out and i didn't like it and everybody thought it was sacrilegious because i was like that was the biggest piece of crap i ever played uh because she walked around the whole game whining and complaining i hate tombs blah 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 and i'm like if you hate tombs so much why you got your ass out there but anyway that and, you know, all of the wonderful rape imagery that went along with it because, you know, every woman's coming of age has to come with sexual assault. Um, and then with this one, which is the third in the series, they are, so it, it so it seems in the narrative itself, what they've tried to do is make Laura a little more reflective on what she's been doing all this time, which is killing thousands of people, stealing people's shit, <laughs> misappropriating people's cultures, mm -hmm. you know, the usual stuff. So um, whenever she sits down at one of the fires to save, she gets reflective and then she gets her ass up from that fire and immediately forgets everything she just said to herself while she goes off and kills a couple of hundred more brown people and touches shit with her, with her magic colonizer fingers and absorbs all their knowledge and all their culture so that she can read stuff in other languages that she can apparently read but can't bother to speak even though everybody else in the game does um so but there's also a very cute part where you play tiny colonizer so you can go back and you can play laura as a child she's tiny she is tiny colonizer in that way so um i'm gonna stop with that because like i said i don't want to spoil it for y'all but yes, there are lots of magic colonizer fingers and there's very cute tiny colonizer, but that shit is still fucked up. <laughs>
That's what I'm going to say about that right now. Now, I finished it. I'm mad. But, that being said, it is a solid Tomb Raider title. Mechanically, it's a solid title. You can't, you can't disparage that. And, you know, they, they tried. And, that, and I'm just mad, right? And that makes, I, I don't know if it makes it worse that they tried to make her reflective or reflexive about the whole thing, right? It's like, I'm going to reflect on this while I sit here around this fire. It's like, you know, what am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? And then she gets up from that fire and she's like, eh, fuck these people. Uh, <laughs> And I, I don't get it, right? And and Jonah is in there, and Jonah is, and I love Jonah as a character, right? He's the the Samoan dude who in the first one was a cook, and now he's just like her, you know, tomb raiding, you know, her tomb raiding buddy, right? I mean, and at one point he even says, he even stops her and goes, "Bitch, what is wrong with you? All these people over here are dead because of you, and you are worried about where your next artifact coming from." <laughs> And I mean, he actually calls her out and she looks at him and she goes, yeah, but, and I was mad. Then I got mad at the way they wrote him because he kind of, you know, went along with her after that, even after she said, yeah, but so I was like, no, see, I would have pushed her ass out the helicopter at that point and be like, nope, you done. But so I got feelings, I got feelings, but I'm not gonna talk about that. Cause I will talk about that for two hours. And I won't do that yet. But that's what I've been playing this week. <laughs> Magic Colonizer Fingers is what I've been playing. Which I've been reading. I don't know why you reading. expect anything else. Hmm? So I don't know why you expect anything else. I always want good things to happen. I always want good things to happen. It don't work, but I always want it. Just asking um, for disappointment. I know. I know. All right. What y'all reading? Jordan, you reading anything fun? Um, Mostly news articles. Uh, I don't know if this counts as reading, but I've been looking through a lot of art books. That's mostly the actual physical books that I've been paging through. So hey, not really reading. Is reading. But... I call it reading if it's decoding. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Gathering uh, information. You... Oh, yeah. yeah. See? There you go. Uh, what about you, Alicia? Well, obviously, I've been spending most of my spare time reading that Mafia game. Um, <laughs> 11,000 discrete posts, I guess 11, so. 11,000 um, entries, many of which were very long. Um, my notes document is 30 pages. Uh from that game. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Uh, but I, I couldn't... I, I've been working on my methods chapter and my dissertation, so I've been reading a lot of stuff for that. Uh, but I needed something to kind of take my brain away from these other things. Mm-hmm. So I've been... I've actually been rereading Sense and Sensibility. Ooh! I like Jane Austen. I do, too! Yeah, I mean, it's just a smooth, fun writing style. Even when things are, like, really dour for everybody. There's just a... A good cadence to the the way she wrote, and so those are those are good nice comfort books for me. Mm-hmm. So I've been rereading that one. Sweet. Um. So, 
I did the dumb thing. Uh oh. <laughs> of. So I read a book. Um, not like I've only read one book, right? Um, I sat down and started, restarted the hate you give from the beginning. Oh yeah. So I restarted it from the beginning because, you know, I've been bits and piecing it all over the place on purpose because I had that other book that I was reading for book group that I could, I had to force myself to read. So, and I had, you know, put it to the side and I was like, you can't read this book until you finish this book. So once I had the chance, I sat down and said, I said, well, you know what? I'm going to start reading the hate you give. I was getting ready to go to bed. You know how this starts, right? You know how this is. I was getting ready to go to bed. And I said, oh, well, I'm just going to go to bed. And I'm going to read a couple of chapters of The Hate You Give tonight. So at, and it was already like 2 o'clock in the morning, maybe later than that. And I was like, so I'm just going to read a couple of chapters until I get sleepy. And then I'll go to sleep. So at 8.41 in the morning, when I hit page 440 something and closed that book, <laughs> I realized that was a bad idea. So I sat there and I read that entire book cover to cover, cover to cover. <sighs> and I realized something that when that, when that, when the movie comes out, I'm going to have to go in the middle of the day <laughs> by myself so that I can cry in peace. <laughs> <laughs> so that I can cry in peace. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good though. It's, I, I think it's going to be amazing, but I also know I'm going to cry like a baby. I am going to cry like a baby. I know it. I can't lie to myself. Ain't going to try to lie to myself. That's why I'm going in the middle of the day. I mean, P came in. The, she came in my room the next morning, and she was like, um, she was like, Mama, why do you look so sad? I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but, but you would recommend the book, though? Highly recommend the book. It is, it is an amazing, it is an amazing story. Um, it is, of course, fiction. Um, it is about a young girl uh, who grows up in basically what we would call the inner city, um, but goes to school in a wealthy suburb because um, after something traumatic happens early in her life, her parents um, like pull her out of the, the neighborhood school and put her into uh, this suburban school. Um and you know it's it's no this this is something that's like known just from period is that um one she she watches one of her friends um a young black man um get shot down in the street by the police and it is all about what she experiences after this her being the only civilian witness um you know this whole thing 
Um, and it is pretty amazing, right? Because being one of a certain age, I'm able to kind of uh, sympathize, empathize with the parents, right? In the story. Uh, but two, growing up in, um, in the inner city, I'm able to completely understand like this world um, that gets built uh, in the in the novel, um, and just being a black person in the U.S., you know, more stories of young black of young black folk, older black folk, black folk period being murdered by police. I'm able to to connect with that story in that in that way as well. So this story was just kind of hitting on all cylinders for me. Um, it was, it was something. It was something. I've had it sitting here for a while, and I just have not had the capacity to read it yet. Oh God, read it! I mean, it's gonna I hurt. Will. I just haven't had, haven't been able to yet. I saw it at Barnes and Noble when I went a few days ago, and I was gonna pick it up, but I said I'm not here for myself. I'm here to buy something for somebody else, so I'm gonna go back and get it probably. Oh yeah, yeah. You you definitely wanna, you definitely wanna read that one. Um, that is the, um, and this is the book that we're reading as the the latest um, book. Uh, book group uh, selection in my stream community in my mixer community um, and everybody who pretty much everybody who already started it already finished it <laughs> but you know we, we take two months right because people get busy yeah. right so we're like you know we'll, we'll take two months so that there's enough time for people to to read and uh, I think just about everybody who started it already finished it, unless they are purposely trying to, to make it last two months. Um, but I'll probably end up rereading it again um, right before right before we talk about it. Because, I, you know, I'm two months early finishing it. <laughs> but that's what I, that's what I read this week I need a new book to read um and so I've I've had a I've had a week between Tomb Raider on one hand and the hate you give on another it's been pretty intense but anyway let's go to the fun part what you drinking everything um, you say everything well that could get dangerous that could get dangerous it's good to know Jordan, what about you? What you drinking, darling? I'm drinking cranberry wine. Ooh. Ooh. It's, I'm not sure how I feel about it. It, I would say overall it's pretty good. It's got like a nice sweet fruity flavor, but there's this really strange aftertaste that's very bitter. It's not like bad wine nail polish flavor. It's just this, this bitterness that comes out. Is it the, is it, okay, so do you, do you drink unsweetened cranberry juice? Have you ever drank unsweetened cranberry juice? Yes. Okay, so is it that flavor or is it something different? Um, 
I couldn't really Because that has tell. that really kind of um, acidic, almost metallic taste to it at the at the very end. I wouldn't call it metallic, um, but my guess would be that it is just the cranberry. However, the more I'm drinking it, the more that's going away, as per usual. But <laughs> that, u- that usually happens. That usually happens. <laughs> so yeah, overall, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's like anything's good to drink enough of it. <laughs> I like cranberry a lot, so I think I would be about that life. Yeah, I really yeah, like cranberry I'm... drinks. So I saw this on sale and I was like, yep, that's mine. I'm getting it. Oh, oh that sounds good. I want cranberry wine now. Yeah, I do too. Where'd you get it? Um, I got it at the Meyer next to the uh, coffee shop, the Copper Moon. Ooh. They have like a bunch of fall wines on sale. They got like apple pie wine and cranberry wine. And... I don't want apple pie wine. I'm Me not. Either. But cranberry, yes. But the yep. cranberry wine sounds good. I might have to pop up there one day this week and see if they have some. I don't know about, see, I, 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 that, was how, that was about to sound like real bougie. I was like, I don't know about buying wine at the Meyer though, but, uh. <laughs> don't act like I haven't watched you buy booze at Walmart. You have not watched me buy booze at Walmart. I have so. When you watch me buy booze at Walmart? When we were at Walmart. Oh, when the, know, it's right by your house. I think we when your house party. flooded. Oh yeah. And we went to the Walmart because oh. we were like, we got to feed these people. <laughs> Don't blame it on me though. I didn't flood my house. I know you didn't flood your house. God flooded your house because you a sinner. Um, <laughs> oh my God, you're so evil. <laughs> Just oh. evil. <laughs> Anyway, I'm drinking all the rest of my bourbon. <laughs> That's what I'm doing right now. It's not enough. Send more. Send more bourbon. Are you mixing with anything? Or are you uh, just yeah, straight I'm ginger ale. Okay, bourbon and ginger. I got you. Well, I am drinking lemonade and um, Deep Edie's peach vodka. And it is delicious. And I'm drinking like 32 ounces of it. I had to drink that much of it because I poured like I poured like six ounces of vodka in the cup first, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Can't pour it back in the bottle." <laughs> so I poured I poured it in a big cup and then just filled it with lemonade. Because you know that's what you do when you pour too much liquor in a cup. Right? Isn't that what mm-hmm. people do? That's what you do. That's okay. the natural way. That's the natural way. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't <laughs> doing things wrong or something. I got you. <laughs> I'll, we'll just say this about my beverage. I'm feeling better. <laughs> so after I get halfway through this cup, I might get real salty about stuff. <clears throat> <laughs> just kidding. All right. So those that's what we're drinking. So let's talk about games. So this week we're what? talking about games. Ab- yeah, I know. What kind of podcast is this? Mm. <laughs> the heck? Um, <laughs> so uh, this week we're talking about indie games, right? Because, you know, everybody, not everybody. I like indie games. 
Um, and I know a lot of people tend to play indie games, but don't talk much about them because they're always thinking that people just want to hear about the big games they play. So uh, I thought talking about indie games this week would be a fun thing if we all if we were all playing something new, new-ish, um, to talk about some of the new indie games we're playing to give people some ideas um, about what they might want to play. So. Um, Alicia, how about we start with you? You said you said you wanted to talk about Anodyne. Uh, you and I both played that one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for uh, for FYI, um, we did get codes for Anodyne, uh, My Brother Rabbit, and Fossil Hunters. So, thank you. Thank you, thank you to the devs for those codes so that we could actually play and talk about these games. Um, yay. Yay. Oh, I, speaking of codes, I forgot to say I've also been playing State of Decay Daybreak. Uh, not as much as I wanted to because Mafia, but I got a code for that and I'm thrilled. And it was like Christmas the day I got the email. <laughs> Every time I get something from Undead Labs, I'm like, hooray! There goes the rest of my day, possibly tomorrow. But that's not indie anymore. They're all big time now. <laughs> Bought up. Oh, we we do, I think, also have to talk about the death of Telltale Games, but I expect we'll get to that. Yeah. Now let's talk about Anodyne, because there was something I wanted to raise specifically. Okay. So, this game is new to the Xbox, but it's not new. Right. Like, it actually came out several years ago. Um... And I don't know how I didn't have it already or know about it, but I mean that's one of the things about indie games too. Unless you happen to stumble upon people talking about it when it's in like you know the news or whatever, like the week of, of release, or you happen to hear somebody say, "I played this and it was really fun." Uh, sometimes you just never know, right? Mm-hmm. But I was looking for something because I got I got stuck early just because I couldn't figure out something about what I was supposed to do. Um. And, uh, and it didn't seem consistent. So I, I did a little Googling, and uh, I came across a post-mortem written by one of the developers. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes. But they wrote it um, when they were, they were reflecting on the failings of Anodyne, that's their title, and when they were making their next game, mm-hmm. um, Even the Ocean. And it's a really good piece because it's very frank about the kind of traps you can get into when you're making a game, especially if you're, like, on your own. And this is one of the things I think that indie games are really great for because you sometimes get such good face time with the developers. Mm-hmm. They don't have anybody telling them, you can't say this or you can't say that, right? They can just talk about their process and be really open about it. And that's one of the things I've really enjoyed about all of the guests we've had on our show mm-hmm. who have done indie games in this case, um, they, they went through like four very specific failings of the game and said, you know, here's what we were thinking. Here's what we didn't know how to do. Here's how you can fix that if you make a game. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool because they, they said, you know, we, we didn't really know how to construct a narrative. So we kind of just put all this stuff in there that was interesting or cool. And we were like, it'll be surreal. But that's not how narrative works. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like... And it, it's it's one of those things, I think, that if you play a game, and it has a decent narrative. I'm not going to say good, because we're talking about games here. If it has a decent <laughs> narrative. <laughs> I'm salt mines over here. 
that's a decent narrative. You're like, oh, okay, here's the structure. That's really easy, very simple. I could put that together. But I challenge anybody to sit down and even just try to make something entwine that's very straightforward. It's hard to think about, like, when, even just when you end a screen and when you go on to the next and how you structure that story now that you're putting it into an interface for another human to interact with in whatever way they're going to interact with. And they talk about that challenge. Mm-hmm. And they talk about, like, designing the overworld. And one of the things I noticed right off on Anodyne, as much as I like it, there's a whole lot of just wasted space Yes. in the overworld. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's so many screens that they could have just cut out. And it's the same as, like, you write a, a story, and you read this paragraph, and you're like, that paragraph is really beautiful. It's some of the best writing I've ever done, except it doesn't actually do anything to get you to the end. It doesn't have, like, a narrative function. It's got to go. Mm-hmm. So, like, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how pretty that screen is. If it doesn't do anything, it's not adding to your game. But, I mean, they just, they confront this, these kinds of issues um, right on. And, and I really cherish that kind of reflection and how we can get it from um, games like this and indie mm-hmm. developers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think I, I think I agree with you, right? Because um, I... And I like, right, these kind of, well, what is this, like 32-bit, maybe? Yeah. It's, they're like fake it's, retro games. I know. I'm like, Nostalgia like games. 32, 32-bit-ish yeah. <laughs> uh, games. Um, and uh, and as much as I tease Alicia about the, about the Zelda, I don't agree first Zelda is the best Zelda but I would say second Zelda is a really good Zelda. Um, oh, and I oh, do like oh 3D. God, they're so different. What's, I know. What, who I hurt know. you? I know. Um, and I, but I do like the 3D Zeldas too, which you don't. But any who's, any who's, um, <laughs> being able to play this game, I mean, I, the, what you talk about the wasted space, that is something that you notice mm-hmm. right off the bat when you start to play the game, right? It's like, really, why am I walking through? Cause you can see like the, the grid of the map up top. Yeah. Um, and you can, and I'm like, really did, did I need like, what is it? I think they show, I'm gonna say, is it nine or 16? I can't remember which. It's a lot. I mean, you can get a really good picture of the space you around you, which I picture. like. Yes. Right. And but... I like the, and I like the way that, and it reminds me a lot of, you're gonna hate this, Link to the past in terms of how the puzzles work. Mm-hmm. In no, the that's game. fair. It reminds me a lot of Link to the Past in terms of how the puzzles work, right? And Link to the Past is probably. Plug your ears, Alicia. I'm sorry. It's probably my favorite Legend of Zelda game. Um, so. That's all right. I knew you were basic. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Come on, now that's everybody's favorite game. That's everybody's it's, favorite Zelda. It's so, but it's either that or Ocarina of Time, and y'all all fucking I pumpkin spice gold. latte drinking basic bitches. I don't like Ocarina of Time as much, or probably at all. Anyway, continue um, with your point. Anyway, so, <laughs> and I think that that it, it reminds me of that not only in terms of the puzzles, but also visually. So I I immediately had like a warm spot spot in my heart for this game. Um, and you know this it is very much Terry has it kind of like down pat right the legend of fallout or yeah yeah right um, is that it is this kind of surreal 
futuristic, almost apocalyptic um, narrative that's been mapped onto um, a game that feels like it should be Legend of Zelda. Yeah, and um, that's that's a really interesting choice. I like that. And then when you get deeper too. into what's going on, that shifts again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it had a lot of potential to be amazing. But it kind of it falls a little short, but that's all right. Right. I mean, it's it does fall. It falls a little short, but it doesn't stop it from being a, a, a good game. Right? No. It's not a great game by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and, and that's not to say that. I mean, but most games are not great games by, any stretch, the of the, truth. <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. But it is definitely a fun game. Um, mm-hmm. The puzzles uh, and the, the ways that you have to think about how to use the things that you have in order to. Um, in order to do the things that you need to do, right? And that—that that is what I say reminds me most of um, Link to the Past. Plus, right? you roll out through this world with a broom. Yes. Like, that's your weapon. And it, it, it sort of made me wish that they'd made the character a woman. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I always wanted... I would have liked to have played a female character or at least had the option period um not because she had a broom but yeah no it just um, would have been nice to to kind of turn that stereotype on your head like oh look i'm a woman with a broom except i'm going to use it to beat your ass repeatedly <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's just me uh but it, it was pretty fun when it, when i found that i was like uh, a broom and they're like you can sweep some dust i was like but i need to sweep these motherfuckers over here and hold <laughs> i could uh, so that was nice yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can I, I can see that, right? To, to kind of subvert the stereotype. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would have liked to have been able to choose at the at the onset. Um, and but then the 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 broom was like multifaceted, right? You yeah. could either like kill people with the broom, or you could use it to move things around and solve puzzles, which yeah. was. Um, which yeah. Yeah. The way really you fun. you're like not really manipulating the environment, but at times you do have to read the environment was mm-hmm. a nice choice. It was subtle. Yeah. I kind of wish that there had been more of that. And sometimes there were red herrings, which I, I find really frustrating. Um, yes. But I, I did I did appreciate what they were doing there. I think they from from reading that postmortem again. I think they learned a lot. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't read the postmortem. I wish you'd have sent it to me. Well, I didn't um, think about you. I know. You never think about me. You don't love me. Um, so I'll make sure I, I check it out afterwards when you send me the link to put in the show notes. Um, I will. So, yeah, Anodyne. It was, I, I like I said, we got codes to play the game. Um, so we did not buy the games out of pocket. Uh, but... I, I think I would have bought this one. Cause... I might buy it for my computer, actually, because I think I would rather play it in here. Oh, see? Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I, I definitely... Because, like I said, it reminds me a lot of Link to the Past. Um, which, I'm sorry, Alicia, is still my favorite Legend of Zelda game. I'm sorry, no, Samantha. My, no matter how basic wrong. that makes me. No matter how <laughs> ma- basic that makes me. Um, I'll live. What else have you been playing, darling? Um, well, I, I think we should probably shift and talk to to Jordan. Okay, fine. Jordan had all kinds of stuff. <laughs> well, I did want to talk about one thing that you mentioned in 
the game, and you said one of the problems with it was that sometimes it just kind of felt like empty space or like not mm-hmm. well used space. Um, and this isn't, I, I have not played the game, but um, I know that's a big topic among developers, especially at GDC and stuff. Yeah. Because it's really hard to get rid of content that you've worked on so much, and that's like the biggest struggle with programmers and artists is to get rid of something that doesn't necessarily add something to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one indie game that I haven't played recently because I finished it a few months ago, uh, but I think fills the space really well is Night in the Woods. Yeah. Um, oh, I love that game. Yeah. I mean, Night in the Woods, let's be fair, it does everything really well. <laughs> but I think, it, and, and it's not even so much like that there's wasted space in Anodyne, but you know, like you, you navigate a world and you, you learn from navigating the world. You learn expectations. Um, you, this is what a path looks like. This is where you go. These are the cues that tell you what to do next. Some of the places in this world, there's stuff blocking you, mm-hmm. and you can't get there, but you can't like move. It looks like you should be able to move stuff and maybe get there, but you can't. Yeah. So it trains you early. You can't do thing, and then that's not consistent mm-hmm. because things in the world change. And it's just it's a really that's why I say it's it's almost more of like a red herring. Yeah. Um, I spent and the I, first half hour of that yeah. game trying to push those damn boulders around. I, yes, I tried to push trees. I tried <laughs> to push boulders, and then I finally realized like this stuff is just going to open up later, and I'm just going to have to deal with it. But I, I pay a lot of attention to the way that games scaffold in the knowledge that because I use games so often in teaching. Sam probably does the same thing. Um, thinking about how it's teaching the player. Yes. And to me, this feels very raw in that respect. Um, and I think that's really more the issue. It's teaching you to expect something that you shouldn't actually expect because later it's going to shift. Yeah. Um. So the, this game, you said you might buy it uh, for your computer. Yeah, it's on Steam. Um, it is also in the App Store on iOS. I think it's like nine ninety nine on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, it is if you want to play it on your phone. Uh, I believe it is four ninety nine. Um, the game originally came out in two thousand thirteen. And then the Xbox version, I need to make sure before I say it out loud, I want to say it was fourteen ninety nine, but let me double check. I don't know. I think it, I think it was nine ninety nine still. Was it nine ninety nine too? Okay. Maybe that's the other game I played. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that might've been the other game I played. Ignore me. Um, I played a lot of games this week. Uh, so Yeah. But it's available on a lot of different platforms. What I would love to play this on, because I'm really into playing like platformers and um, games like this. Yeah, it is $9.99 on Xbox. Uh, on the Switch. I really wish it had been released on the Switch. Um, so, but alas. But I'll, I'll definitely be playing this on my Xbox. Alright, so Jordan, what you want to tell, tell us about what you've been playing, darling? Your indie. So, the the two that I was playing was uh, Forgotten Anna and Dead by Daylight. And Dead by Daylight I've been playing more just because I've been playing with my roommate. Um, 
And part of me was really skeptical about that game, just because it's an asymmetrical horror game. You have one uh, famous serial killer, Jason, uh, Freddy Krueger, and then you have four survivors, and you're all trying to escape this environment. And I know those games can get very um, toxic very fast, so yeah, I was um... a little worried, and I was a little skeptical. But one thing that I like that this game does is there's no in-game chat even amongst the survivors, unless you're specifically in a party with another person that you know. Nice. Um, so I think that was a really good choice, and that helps out a lot with the experience, because you don't have to listen to other people. Uh, and also actually adds a new... Just not having that voice there adds like this new gameplay construct that makes it harder for the survivors, because you can't necessarily coordinate as much. Um... And I think that challenge is actually a nice added development to it. Um, mm -hmm. But the other one that I've been playing that uh, I think has a little bit more to it is Forgotten Anne. And it's mm. basically like playing a Studio Ghibli film. Uh the animation is just like super smooth, the art style is really nice, uh, and I haven't gotten too far into it, but it is a platformer, and it immediately sets uh, this balanced yet contrasting tone, because you start off with this cutscene of this sock that can talk, and <laughs> it falls off of someone's uh, laundry basket or something, and it goes into this forgotten realm. It's a forgotten sock, a lost sock, and... Immediately, it's just, like, screaming and yelling, and so it kind of sets this somewhat funny tone, because you just have this talking sock just falling through the world. Um, pretty strange. But then it immediately, like, gets dark very quickly, because as he finds these other forgotten items, they're being sorted as they enter this realm, and... They're given these stickers to prove that they are uh, citizens there and not rebels because there's discontent growing in this Forgotten Realm. And the sock is going through this line to enter and he's seeing all these other people. And if you are a broken Forgotten Item or a Forgotten Item that's very common, like a sock, you are given a very bad, poor job that you will hate. But if you are a newer piece of item, or if you're a rarer piece of item, then you are given a better place to live and a better job. And so he goes through this line, and the sock is given a really bad job, and you can see, like, all these really sad workers, and it just immediately switches gears and tone. Hmm. See, that, that game looks so... See, I love, like, all things Studio Ghibli, right? So, um, when I saw that game, I was like, I want to play this. Um, so, I was super stoked to see what you were going to say about it uh, when you said you were playing it. Because I want to play Forgotten Anne. Something. And I, but I'm always a little skeptical because I love platformers. I love platformers. Platformers don't love me. Um <laughs> I'm not very good at them. I do better at platformers on the Switch than I do on other plat on other consoles for whatever strange reason. Um, 
But yeah, now I really want to play it. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't want to get too spoilery with it, but at the very beginning, it also kind of surprises me. Be kind of like um, with misleading uh, players on what you can do. Uh, it kind of does that, but not in the way that is it called anodyne. Anodyne, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and not to that extent where it's just like you're trying to do something and you're not supposed to be doing it yet, but more like Undertale, where you figure out that there could have been alternate options um, mm. along the way. So it kind of does that at the beginning, and it was kind of sad. Uh, so there's definitely that aspect to it as well, but it's slightly different than other games that have choices as consequences, because it doesn't tell you when those choices are coming up. So like in Mass Effect, you can tell when there's going to be a big choice. There's a bunch of choices in this game, and it doesn't tell you until after you've made the choice that that could have been a big choice. Hmm. Gotcha. That kind of... That makes me think of the way Life is Strange is structured. Right, like you do something that seems relatively innocuous in the moment, and later on it turns out that had huge consequences you would have never considered. Yeah. Yeah, exactly like that. But unlike the, the, the and, and here we are, I've got to say it, the Telltale games, right, which kind of tell you right after you do something. So I, mean, I love that that's become a meme, right? Alicia will remember that. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sad, you guys. I don't love all of their franchise games, but God, I have loved their Walking Dead games. I have loved them more than the show, more than the comic. Just heartbroken. The Wolf Among Us. <sighs> I felt um, so bad for all the developers. They've all been tweeting and stuff. Um, oh, and yeah, those tweets are heartbreaking. One of the Wolf Among Us was like, I'm so sorry you won't be able to see, like, our story continue. And we had basically just announced it, and we've all been working hard on it for years. And, oh. Yeah. That, yeah. that was heartbreaking. Yeah. And then, absolutely and completely. You've also had the really unfortunate comments where, just, like, the ignorant comments where it's just like... Why can't you finish the Walking Dead series? Can't you just take time to finish it, or like your own personal time to finish it? And lots of people yes. are obviously upset. What? Just, just assholes, right? The the entitlement that is exhibited on social media among gamers is the worst. The worst. Yes. All y'all. If you're doing this, you should be ashamed. And some of them even went so far as to say, if you were truly dedicated to your fan base, you would finish this. And I'm truly dedicated to paying my rent. Right. I got also food, eating, feeding my cheering. Yeah, I mean, like this stuff is important. You can't, you can't make a game like their games uh, in your spare time. Right. While you're also working at a new studio and like undergoing crunch time and all this other stuff, like you can't. You can't do that. There's not enough time in the day. If you want to be mad at somebody, you should be mad at Telltale for hiring all these contract workers who just are going to lose everything that they had. 
You should be mad at them for not just selling to someone else. You should be mad at them for not thinking about the people that they worked for. But, you know, hey, under late capitalism, we don't have any responsibility for each other. So what the hell, right? Right. Why would we? Mm. I mean, like I mean, the, all the people you want to be. I mean, it is heartbreaking, right, to these all these people who are saying, you know, we found out today we didn't have jobs anymore. No severage. I mean, no severance, no nothing. No insurance. No insurance. We're nothing. just done. Um, Some of them were given half an hour to leave the building. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah. And so when you have jerks that are just like, well, modders do this all the time. It's like modders also have jobs. Modders have jobs. You know what? And they can still pay their bills because they have jobs. You're talking about, you're saying, why can't these people who are not getting paid for this in any way, shape, or form just forget the fact that they need to feed their families? Yeah. Modders also don't have any deadlines outside of those that they self-impose. Right. Right. I mean, I've had mods break, like just straight up break, and the modder's like, I'll get to it. Maybe. One day. When I get to it. I mean, some of them are like right on that shit, you know. Uh but not all of them because they have other things to do. Right. And I think that like jobs. Yeah. We need to realize that these are humans who, you know, have to live their lives. They don't just exist to, you know, pop out content for you to absorb in a couple of hours and then start demanding more. And then talk about how bad it was. Once you do, once you do absorb it. Right. I admire anybody who works in the industry. Right, and then things other because we got to talk about things that pissed us off about this whole process. Right, not only you know the whole process itself, but the idiots who were like, "Oh, did you see the one dude who were like, well, who um, was like, well, thanks for uh, that that tw- that tweet that you sent out, you know, last year or whatever, where you were saying you wanted to hire more women. You see what that did to your company, and oh. I'm like, you know what, really? No, really? I didn't see that one, and I'm really glad that I house. didn't. I need to drive to your house right now and um, castrate you because apparently you're an idiot. And that's just what I want to do. I was astounded. Astounded. I'm not. You want to you wanna blame economic mismanagement on the hiring of women. Let me, let me, let me, let me think about that for just a minute. You're an ass. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Everything is awful. People are awful. Mm-hmm. That's so frustrating. People are awful. Oh, well. I hate people. One, uh, I guess nice thing that I saw was I'm friends with some developers on Facebook and whenever a studio closes all at once and very quickly like this, I always see a lot of outreach yeah. and posting like yeah. we're, thank you for your contributions to the industry, we're sorry for like your job loss because, I don't know, I've seen and known a lot of people lose jobs very quickly and it is very, very difficult. Yeah. Right, or people who've been posting, you know, their openings their job openings for folks right it's like so 
you know, here's all our, you know, here's all our openings. Um, and I know that I've seen that, um, some other folks were, uh, actually kind of compiling, um, were compiling, uh, a list of all the openings that people were posting online, um, so that folks could have access to them and, you know, hopefully, thoughtfully be able to find a job. I don't know. I hate people. Yep. People just don't realize, like, how big of an impact this has. It has an impact on rent, their health, their family. If they have a new job, they might have to move, which completely changes everything. Their social group, their connections, just moving itself is awful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it's so hard and... Very, very sad. So, support your indies. Support your smaller studios. Don't pirate. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Can you say that again? Don't be an asshole. And stop for a second and give a shit about your fellow humans. Man, I mean, that's basic. That's as basic as saying Link to the Past is your favorite Zelda game. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I just got to, I got to slip it in there whenever I can, you know? Because you hate them. Yes, that is true. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very hateful. Didn't we start this off on, like, a happy note? How is it that we can always go to the most depressing thing possible? We're like, let's talk about indie games, which are pure cinnamon rolls, too good for this world, and end up talking about the miseries of late capitalism and how everything is terrible and we're all going to die. Well, that's because everything is terrible and we're all going to die. I mean, we're like the (laughs) Kevin Bacon of of misery. Like, six degrees to death. (laughs) (laughs) sad I'm telling you though Donut County I cannot praise that enough Donut County speaking of little fun games you can get on your phone what have I been playing on my phone ow um I still haven't had a chance to play that other little game that I bought. Um, the It's You, A Breakup Story. I'm going to start that oh, tonight. Right. I'm going to start it tonight. I'll have it for the next podcast. It's been sitting there. I, it's like like when I open Steam, it's right there. I'm on the play screen. And I haven't done it. What's it about? Um, It's a text adventure, mostly, I think. I don't know. But it says that there's always one ending, but many ways to get to that ending. That's the hook, right? And uh, I guess it's about a breakup. And I'm real excited. It was it was pretty well reviewed. It looked good. It just came out. Oh, it just came out. Uh, no, I don't know when it came out. That's a lie. Well, Let me go to the store page. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's new. 
Oh, it came out August 1st, so it is pretty new. Um, I mean, if I've if it's a, been out in the last year, that's new to me. Uh, it looks like it has some very low-key graphics, but a lot of it is focused on the narrative. So I'm excited to dig into that one. I just have not had time. Sweet. Well, let's see. What have I been playing? I've been playing, as I said, oh, my brother Rabbit. So I love the Artifacts One Die games. I really do. Um, I'm trying to I get my got my kid hooked on them too. Because mm -hmm. um, I like the and I play them on like all kinds of stuff, right? I play them not only on <clears throat> like my tablet, but I play them on consoles too. Um, but when I saw that, you know, point and click adventure games are my jam. Yeah, I, I know. Point and click adventure games, like for twenty years plus years, I have loved point and click adventure games. Give me all the point and click adventure games. Give them to me twice. I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, I know you got a problem. I do. I do. I have a serious problem when it comes to point and click adventure games. Uh, but it's not my fault. Um, so when I saw that this one was like part point and click adventure game, part hidden object game, I was like, and I can play this on my Xbox, so I'll take it. Uh, but we got I got a code for it, thankfully. I would still buy it, and in fact, as a matter of fact, I've decided I want to play it on my Switch. Huh. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play it on my Switch too. Uh, it is the story I did. I got kind of mad when I first turned it on, right? Because you turn it on, and there are these little kids. And there's this little girl who immediately gets sick. And I'm like, really? Nope. I'm about to cuss and throw this out my window and throw it out the window. But <laughs> wait, wait, wait. All right. I was like, why, why, why can't you tell me this? Right. Because it's like my brother rabbit is about this little stuffed rabbit. Right. So they immediately flip it. Right. Into into a, um, a fictionalized world. Right. Where. The brother rabbit is like, you know, like he's like a Winnie the Pooh type character, right? Mm -hmm. He's living in a little thing. And um, one of the one of his one of his little friends in this world who is a cute little plant that is planted outside his his uh, his thing, his rabbit hole mm -hmm. is sick. So he has to. Um, figure out a way to um, get her away from the creeping darkness is what it is, right? So it's all these dark vines are starting to take over the garden where they live. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to go, you have to go around and find all of these different things uh, to solve puzzles um, and like release her plant pot from the creeping darkness so that they can float away and eventually go find someone who can help heal her. 
So it is like, it's like a little mapped journey. It looks very kind of, it reminds me a lot of the hundred acre woods, right? So they have to go out and they have to find their way to the doctor who's going to help heal the little plant girl. Um, so, and that, that's kind of the way it starts. I don't want to give too many spoilers. Uh, but as you go, I mean, you, you know how these, how these, these stories go, right? It's like, there's going to be one obstacle after another. Um, but the uh, the puzzles themselves, like when you have to find, say, 10 balloons or 10 purple flowers um, so that it's not overbear uh, overwhelmingly hard, um, it will tell you, like the thing, the little counter will light up purple if there are things um, on the level you're on that you need that, you know, like one of those 10 flowers is there right. or whatever. Um, which I think is really helpful, especially if you're going to play this with younger kids. Um, or just if you like playing these kinds of games and they can get, because they can get overwhelming sometimes. Those um, hidden object games can get overwhelming because there's no text to read in terms of it saying, well, there's text in the story, right? But there's nothing saying here, here are the objects you need to find, but it all it, it is all uh, shown pictorially right so up in the upper right hand corner there'll be like a little box with 10 dots underneath it and a picture of balloons so you know you have to find 10 balloons in this world in order to solve the puzzle that requires the balloons yeah. or 10 butterflies or whatever um and then the 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 journey right the hero's journey as as it as it may be um is depicted in this very hundred acre woods ish map um, and as you clear each level, um, a graphic, a graphical representation of the, uh, the rabbit, uh, and the little sick plant, um, moves along the path of this map. Um, and you can see what your next stop is going to be and what that, and what, what perils may lay <laughs> or lie things lay, people lie, <laughs> what perils may lay um, in your path. So it's super cute. Um, and the puzzles are fun. They're not overwhelmingly hard. Sometimes you'll find, I did find myself once or twice going, I have looked through absolutely everything in 14 different levels and I have not found this last butterfly. Oh, um, and there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there it is. Yeah, and that's pretty much what happens, right? Um, but it's adorable. It's out on, um, Xbox switch. And that's why I said, I want to play this on switch. Cause I can play this like in bed or in the car or while I'm waiting for pee in like a scout meeting or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is 1499. Um, if you like point and click adventure games, if you like, um, hidden object games if you like either of those things or if you like both of those things I highly recommend this game um, I've played through the first couple of levels um, and I really enjoy it it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful um, I'll put, make sure I post a picture uh, but definitely if that's your, if that's your jam grab it if that's your jam, grab it. So it's on Steam, PS4. I had to double check if it was on PS4. Steam, PS4, Xbox One, Switch. And if you don't like DRM, you can also get it on Good Old Games uh, and in the Humble, in the Humble, 
<laughs> humble, the humble store, the humble store. Um, and then they said download on the Mac app store. So you can also get it for your Mac. Sweet. But yes, that. Um, and then I think I played another really cute indie game. <laughs> I think I played it. Oh, <laughs> my mining game. Okay, so I, I have to admit, I once played mining game because I thought it was going to be super simple and it wouldn't make me think too hard. Uh-huh. You were wrong. I was, I was wrong. <laughs> but I like those games that do that to me. Um, fossil hunters where I was like oh I'm just going to go and all I'm going to have to do is find all the fossil pieces they want me to find and make the kinds of you know reassemble the kind of dinosaur skeletons they want me to reassemble right and so for the first couple of levels that's exactly what it was it was like yay now cash it in and I'm like I'm picking up gems and I'm making all kinds of money and then I got to like level four and I broke open a rock and this little spider came out. I'm like, one, I hate spiders. I hate spiders with my whole entire being. So that was already bad. And then the damn spiders started to break my fossils. Because apparently they eat fossils. What? So you have to like run around, find fossils, but keep running back and like bashing the spiders because you can't kill the spiders. You can only ba- like hit them enough times that they either like fall over the side or they dig back down in the ground um, long enough that you can like run off and get something else. But then they come back again and start destroying your fossils. So sometimes you'll have a fossil that you need like six or eight pieces for and you have like seven pieces and you go, you could like run in like three screens over to find that eighth piece and you come back and half your damn fossils are gone because these things um then ate your fossils Mm-mm. that's too much like real life in indiana <laughs> like spiders just all up in your shit i don't need that but so there but there's a way around there's a way around the the horrible spiders there's a way around the horrible spiders um apparently you can uh um you can you unlock light uh, and light gives you an opportunity to like flash the spiders and keep them away from keep them away from your stuff, keep them away from your stuff. Um, but also spiders. Um, but it's fun because it it makes you. It is also very frustrating. And sometimes I don't need to be frustrated. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes you just need to chill and play. That's what my brother Rabbit is for. Because that's very chill for me. That is very chill for me. That's very chill for me. So, um, and that was my other indie game. Um, I've been playing any fun indie games on my phone. I've been playing uh, Solitaire on my phone. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I don't. I don't know. You should just get Donut County. I'm telling you. you I would like get it. Donut County. Donut County sound like that would just take up way too much time and kill my battery. Also, <laughs> you know what I've been playing a lot. No, of I. Me? It's it's really nice because there's like uh, an interstitial with dialogue and a level, so it, it's kind of contained in that 
you can parse it out. Like, I will play one level of Donut County. I am done. I will put my phone down. You may not be able to, but I can. Yeah, see, I'm horrible at that kind of stuff. I'm horrible at that kind of stuff. I want to, like, I'm like, I want to finish this whole thing. That's what happens to me. So I can't do that kind of stuff, but I have been playing a lot of... Do you remember this This game came when it came out, first came out on, like, Xbox? I played Jim's uh, of War. Mm, I didn't play it, but I looked at it, and I thought, okay. I don't need to play that. I was going to say, did Terry play it? That's the question. Yes, Terry played it. <laughs> I was like, That's a, that seems like a game. Terry will get into those kinds of games, like when he was playing that... Uh, that frozen uh match yes, three the game. weirdest thing like i would come in from work terry sitting there on the couch playing frozen i'm like what are you doing <laughs> yep. there's like a billion match three games in the world i just want to beat this level i'm like what is wrong <laughs> I with remember you that. i was like this is for would, children sir i would look at my xbox and be like why is terry playing frozen <laughs> He would say that it was for Pickle. It was a lie. Because he would be out there at like 1130 at night. <laughs> Pickle long sleep. He's still playing <laughs> Frozen. <laughs> well, let's be real, though. Pickle was probably not asleep because she's a butt. Um, but, yeah, he was definitely just playing it for himself. It was funny. Yeah, he gets into the weirdest things. I don't know. I get it. But I've been playing Gems of War on my phone. What is Gems of War? So it is like a match three RPG. Um, I don't think I've heard of that combo before. Oh, like Puzzle Quest. Yeah, kind of like Puzzle Quest. That's when Puzzle Quest came, because this was out before Puzzle Quest. It was? Yes. Gems of War has been out on Xbox for like ever. No, Puzzle Quest has been out for like 10 years. Gems of War, I would swear. Let's look it up. All right, I'll look it up. But yeah, so it's like a a match three RPG, right? So you you fight through these levels. You have to take over kingdoms, and so it's super fun. Puzzle Quest uh, came out seven years before Gems of War. You are lie. I am not two thousand seven. Don't talk to me anymore. Gems of War came out before two thousand fourteen. Two thousand fourteen is what the internet says. Gems of, that that must be two thousand fourteen. Are you what saying that the internet is wrong about something? Uh, yes. Um, yes. I, I am saying the internet is wrong. Uh, Gems of War 504 games. So that's the right one. Hold on. I mean 505 games. Duh. 504 games. What is 504? Where did I get that from? It's it's the booze. It's the booze. I guess. Um, that's probably why you're wrong about history right now too. It probably is. It's booze. Because I remember <laughs> playing Puzzle Quest like way 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 back anywho's i've been playing gems of war on my phone um you need to you need to download gems of war on your phone alicia no i do not yes yes you do no i do not because i have a problem with games like that so that's why i don't play puzzle quest anymore i need someone i need people to start a guild with me on ios Mm -mm. um you like that kind of Mm -mm. stuff that's the problem i like that kind of stuff what kind of phone do you have? I don't have a phone. You do? What kind of phone do you have, I don't Gordon? have a phone. I don't have a phone. <laughs> I have an uh, iPhone 5C. Okay, so you need to download Gems of War on your phone. Don't do it. 
And you need to do it's free. It's free. It's a free game. Can't say no to a free game. Download Gems of War on your and if you are listening right now, I need you to all download Gems of War on your iOS devices. You got an Android device, I don't know you. IOS device, because we can't we can't play cross platform. But I need a guild for Gems of War on my phone. Gems of War match three RPG? Yes. There you go. Download. See, Jordan listens. Alicia. Alicia, stop ignoring me. Are you downloading Jim's War? I'm trying to psychically tell her not to do this. <laughs> you don't know what you're getting into. I'm pretty hit or miss with these games. Sometimes I play them way too much, and sometimes I'm just like, nah. Jim's so. War. Okay, it's- so I remember playing Puzzle Quest on, like, oh my god, maybe on my Nintendo DS, and I mean, like, regular yeah. DS, right? Um. And then on the iPad, when I got my first iPad, okay, so we're talking about a long time ago, and I was playing, and Terry was playing, and Jack was like three, but he was playing too. So we would all fight mm-hmm. over who got to play Puzzle Quest next. Mm-hmm. And that it would get violent. Like, we would be mad at each other. Well, everybody got their own phones now. Well, I know, but what I'm saying is that I get into that stuff, and I get serious about it. I played Puzzle Quest on like four or five different platforms. I, I can't do that. Puzzle I have a dissertation. Quest. I a lot of Puzzle Quest. Stop trying to be a bad influence. You're a terrible human being. Quit I'm not. It. I'm trying to give you some joy in your life. Mm-mm. Download Gems of War. No. That's okay. When I see you, I'm going to download it for you. <laughs> I'm going to put so <laughs> much security on my phone right now. Phone. I'm going to get my phone a chastity belt. <laughs> I'm going to delete all the other games on your phone. And just this thought, just wrong the with you. <laughs> you know you want to play. <sighs> the worst. Just try it. First one's free. Um, come on now. All right, I, I can send you free stuff if you download it. Just I saying. don't speak English. You do, and you need to download that game. <laughs> So anyway, so like I said, if you are listening to the podcast and you have an iOS device, whether it be a phone or an iPad, you need to download. I'm getting real close to the to the mic like ASMR. <laughs> you need to download Jim's War. Don't do it. Resist. Do it. <laughs> and with that... <laughs> We got to go. Sam's out here trying to brainwash people. <laughs> it's the booze. Um, <laughs> it's the booze and the fact that I have didn't eat dinner because... Okay, so I have to tell y'all this story. We're going to end with this story, apparently. Oh, Lord. I have been trying to get to Chipotle for like two months to get food because my kid has been like, I don't want to eat at Chipotle. So we haven't been going because, you know, she gets on her junk. That's fast food. Fast food's going to kill you kicks. Right. Um, So tonight I was like, you know what? Screw it. I really want Chipotle. So I made her dinner, fed her dinner, ordered Chipotle on my phone and then went to pick up Chipotle at eight o'clock at night. Mind you, we were straight. We were podcasting at nine. 
I was like, if I pick it up at eight, I can be home by eight fifteen. I can wolf it down real quick. I'll be and I will have had Chipotle. I will be happy. While I get home, open up my food and be like, oh my god, Chipotle! Right? I'm like, my spicy salsa, my corn salsa, sofritas, sour cream, and I got the big thing of guacamole because now their guacamole comes in large, right? So I'm just about to just like be in my happy place, right? Burrito bowl don't need the don't need the tortilla because I got rice. Why the rice ain't cooked? <laughs> Two months I've been waiting on Chipotle and I get hard rice in my burrito bowl. That's why you don't get Chipotle, you go to Fiesta. Well, I had Fiesta and I like the burritos at Fiesta, but that is also like nine million calories and forty five gazillion carbs because their their tortillas are like 47 inches wide so I try to be good and only have those like very rarely and plus Fiesta is like 45 minutes away from my house (laughs) so I went to Chipotle and my burrito and my rice wasn't cooked in my burrito bowl I tried to eat it. I was like, I'm just going to eat the stuff off the top. I was talking to Alicia when I was doing it. I'm like, I'm just going to eat the stuff off. And I was like, I can't even eat this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm now drinking peach vodka lemonade on what is basically an empty stomach. Go team. <laughs> That's a series of choices that you made. <laughs> Just Some like kids, don't download Gems of War. Don't do download Gems of War. All right, y'all. With that, we have now given you all of these amazing indie games to try out. And Gems of War, which is free. You don't even have to pay for that. And once you download it, you can just like hit us up on Twitter. You can email us at nimgamer at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter, either at Sophista or at NimGamer. Let me know, and I can hook you up. We're going to go ahead, and we're going to form this Gems of War Guild on our iOS devices. Y'all be ready. Y'all be ready. We got this. (laughs) But with that, that's going to bring us to the end of episode 179. That's 179 episodes. That is a lot of episodes. Um... (laughs) that's the end of that episode and until next time when we have episode 180 y'all we gotta get Alicia to play Shadow of Tomb Raider so she can talk about it with us there is not enough space for me to unleash on Tomb Raider we're gonna need like a 7 hour episode like a marathon and I need a lot of booze (laughs) We we can work on that we can work on that Alright, so with that, that's going to bring us to the end of episode 179. Until next time, when we have 180, we'd like to say, please, y'all, please be good to one another. In the meantime, and in between time, but always, always, always remember, there's one thing you should always do, and that is to game on.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.